The show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast, a place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. Lainey almost disappeared on me, but then she didn't because she's a bunny. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. That doesn't make any sense at all. I am your host, Tom or Robots, and we are here together. Me and Lainey slash Neo Spandora are here. What was that? Slash a bunny today, and apparently. she is dressed slash a bunny? as a bunny. She is you a bunny. Have been like, I'm Tom. And I could have been like, I'm a bunny. <laughs> I, yeah, I am not a bunny. That's it. She is a bunny. Yeah. And if you were here for our pre-show, you would realize that we dug into the depths of what actually makes a bunny, a bunny and a duck, a duck and a cat. I'm not a duck. She is not a duck. Everything in the universe is either a duck or not a duck. And she's in the second category. I also am in the second category. All right, let's start the show. (laughs) I'm glad you guys are here with us. It is 2 p.m. Eastern 11 a.m. Pacific on Thursday, our brand new time for the show. And we are back to our regular schedule because we did our patron episode last week on Saturday. And it's a new week and a new topic. And we've got all sorts of fun stuff to go into this week. We are talking about the settlers of foundation because we did the the raiders of the, the crater area uh, two weeks ago. So now we got to move over onto the settlers and we've got some news about fall 76 and I've got to thank our new patrons from the last month and read some reviews in the middle of the show. So all sorts of fun things. Are you excited? Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. I'm ready. Okay. Well, let's do it. Let's <laughs> talk about some, let's talk about some settlers, settlers of Catan. Settlers. All righty. I'll give you wood for sheep. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, jeez. Welcome to Foundation. If you're in Foundation, you'll find yourself in the Savage Divide, particularly at a place called Spruce Knob. Spruce Knob is located at the highest point in Appalachia, which is a whopping 4,863 feet in the air above sea level as... That's almost a mile. High points get... Is it almost a mile? That's almost a mile. I have no idea... You don't know. You don't know miles. How long a mile is? You in don't feet? know miles. No. It's more than that. Well, sure. Also, also, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling wacky today, guys. Also, spruce knob. Do you think that's like spruce is a type of tree, right? So it's like wood. Uh, knob. Do you think that's like a doorknob? So it's just named after the doorknob. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is a place named after a doorknob? My home is going to be named Metal Knob. Metal knob. Mm. Metal knob, brass knob, mm. aluminum knob. That's not a good name for a home. I bet. I bet spruce trees have those bumps on them that are like knobs. You know how they they grow like it doesn't really grow oh, a branch, yeah. but there's get those like bumps on the trunk. But that's what it is. And there's really big ones, and owls live in them. Or yes. something. Yeah, it's named after the home of an owl. Yes. Okay. All right. Now that now we've we know. Di- now we've figured this part out. Let's keep going. <laughs> what a show. Um, okay, so you're at Spruce Knob. This is the highest point in Appalachia. It was a pre-war tourist attraction. 
um, very exciting. And so the first settlers at Foundation weren't even from Appalachia. They were actually from the Capital Wasteland, and they were looking to escape the horrors of the Capital Wasteland. They, which, they were trying to escape, which it makes me... Okay, so in doing my research for this episode, Lainey always puts the show notes together. I also, I also do research, and we, we come together. We bring together these two brilliant minds in order to bring you everything that we know about the world of fallout and in thinking about this uh most of the settlers came from the dc region right and then some of them came from pennsylvania i mean vania um which means that some of them might have come from the pittsburgh pennsylvania area which is as we know in the fallout 3 dlc the pit and both the pit and the uh capital wasteland are dangerous places full of raiders and terrible things and monsters. And so this makes me wonder here, this is a significant time period before the events of fallout three, but had these people not left those locations being that they are like good, hardy, regular folk. Do you think we would have had a very different fallout three experience? Or do you think they just would have been killed off? I think they might have died, or maybe they would have. Maybe we'd see things like Megaton as it'd be bigger, even. You know, maybe there'd just be more manpower and therefore people could thrive. Yeah, do, but do you think they would have fought back some of the raiders or at least, you know, established a location that was a little bit more coordinated and civil? All I know for sure is that they wouldn't have to deal with the Scorched Plague. Right, which is and kind of an ironic here. It's a kind of an ironic detail being that they left crazy, dangerous place and then just came to another crazy, dangerous place. But let's let's go further into this. So this is just some thoughts I want you guys thinking about as we dig into this, because these are some of the decisions that they had to make in order to come to Appalachia. You know, like, do we I guess it must have been bad enough that they were willing to leave and come over here. So potentially they wouldn't have survived there anyway. Indeed, indeed. So. The first ones that got there were from the Capital Wasteland. And then we, like you said, we have people from all over the place. So in terms of the leaders, we even see um, a little bit of diversity there. Where uh, the first leader, her name was Paige, or not her name. This is a man. His name is Paige. Yeah, this guy, this guy <laughs> does not appear to be a woman. <laughs> no, this is a, this is a fella. And he was the former head of the Construction Workers Union of a, not the, but a union for construction workers in mm. Washington, D.C. And you'll see this with a lot of people who live in Foundation. A lot of them were these construction workers. And it came in super handy, it seems, in terms of building a settlement. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah, like blue, t- blue collar, like salt of the earth, like hardworking Americans who do their jobs and get stuff done. You know, like this is, this is who the settlers of Foundation are. Um, which... Makes sense. Like these aren't the kinds of people who shirk their responsibilities and go steal from their neighbors. These are the kinds of people who work hard, get things done, build, they create, you know? So that's one side of the kinds of settlers that we have here. Um, On the other side, we have lots of people who came from much darker situations. We have lots of ex raiders, we have lots of um, ex spies, even. Um, so it's an interesting spot. So our other leader, his name is Ward, and he was a raider. Um, I'm not sure 
where he was from, I know that some of the Raiders were like the Pit Raiders from Pittsburgh. Um, and I know that some of the Raiders. I mean, they could have been like uh, the, right. the situation of the Pit is like 200 years later. But um, yeah, they, they could have been from well, so there people in particular. Yeah. In that area that. Yeah. So it's you get you have a diverse group of different kinds of. I don't know, people from different locations. <laughs> um, when he first moved into Foundation, he was really nervous. He was ashamed and he kept all of his past life private because he was nervous that if people found out that he was a raider, you know, back in the day, that they'd get mad at him, basically. And it wasn't until he came across a copy of the book, Be Better Than Your Worst Self by <laughs> Bryce J. Hart, that he decided that it was time to open up and that he could trust people. And it worked out. He opened up about his experience as a raider and he was forgiven by the other settlers and became a leader, you know? So it worked out pretty well for him. <laughs> I love this. I love this. That a pre-war self-help book helps this raider change, change his life, turn his life around. And the, um, the other details that Lainey didn't bring up here are that this is only one of like 30, <laughs> one of 30 uh, different chapter or editions no like um i guess there are like books in a set right there's a set of 30 mm. books it's not like there's only chapters there's a set of 30 books and this is just one of those 30 books in that entire big set of books and each of those books in pre-war money cost 999 dollars <laughs> so good and yet he, he stumbles across this reads it and decides to make himself a better person uh, and he's yeah. genuine about this. Like, this is the kind of guy who's like done. He's done with the Raider life. And he's like, I need to be a better person. Maybe this book can help me. And he acts on it and he reveals his his background to the other settlers. And they appreciate the the honesty and the transparency of it. And that actually, you know, earns him some, some goodwill because it makes sense, you know, like in order for them to trust each other, they need to kind of open up and share and be honest with each other. And because he's he's done that, he's risen to this leadership type level. And he's the person you end up talking to a lot about what to do and how to help the settlement. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. Laney's like zooming back in on the next <laughs> on the next part to like, read. Where do we go from Did here? you talk about his tattoo? So, I don't remember if you mentioned his tattoo. No. Oh no, we didn't get through all his stuff yet. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome. And when you, you talk to him about where he's gone from there and the ways that he, you know, has seen this personal growth for himself and just evidence of it basically, he will tell you that he keeps track of all the good things he does every day. All of them in a way to keep progress, to track his progress on how he has moved away from what he calls his yesterday self. Mm -hmm. Which I think is something he learned from the books, right? This idea of like his yeah. past self. No, that's, that totally sounds like forward. a self-help. Like, um, yeah. you know, don't let your yesterday self define your future self, you know, like that kind of thing. <clears throat> so <laughs> he's working away from his yesterday self. And, you know, sometimes we have to take drastic measures to enter a new era of our lives and what he decided to do was get a tattoo uh that says i'm better than this yeah, that's like his mantra it's, it's, i'm better than yeah, this. It's, yeah it's a cute little something something it's good i i like this like raider to settler transition mm -hmm. um it's fun it actually makes me wonder well, not necessarily wonder 
what other kinds of reader stories are out there because we've, we've read some of them and of course this is all fictional so they're not real but i like thinking about like just the nuances of what could be with all the different situations that readers go in and out of it's really interesting oh yeah uh, so yeah so i like that we've been able to talk about that so much in recent episodes even um so yeah Another interesting thing that Foundation has is their protectrons. They have a few that they use as merchants. They're these white, um, almost medical-looking prote- protectrons. They're called Sunny, uh, which stands for Simple Utility Pneumatic Network. What, there is no Y. It's just, you know, it's made all cutesy because it's a name. Mm-hmm. And uh, they run a couple shops. They run shops such as Sunny's General Goods, Sunny's Kitchen, and Sunny's Killing Supplies. <laughs> Killing which is Supplies. Inessential. <laughs> Right, I love that. <laughs> um, and the Sunnies are really interesting because they each claim that they are the one true Sunny, and they <laughs> right. believe that the other Sunnies are imposters. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and they're all just the same model of robot, which is hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty wild, but they're fun. So yeah, if you go into any of those shops, you can buy from from Sunny. Um, and then we have another merchant that isn't there when you first. Uh, are introduced to Foundation, but eventually, by following those certain quest lines, he will join the settlement. So he's one of the newest members. His name is Samuel. Um, he's also an ex-Vault dweller, although it doesn't specify what vault he's from. In yeah, I have. I'm skeptical yeah. about this. So he also there's a weird thing, right? Because he says that he doesn't want to be in the vault again, right? He hates being experimented on, but he has fond memories of it, like. Sometimes he misses it. Um, the clothing he wears is Vault Tech University clothing, which is, it's strange that he's still wearing things that are essentially, like, almost propaganda for this thing that he no longer believes in. Right, and not of the vault that he would have been from. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little strange. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm skeptical of this. I think that he's a character who is pretending to be from a vault because there was some advantage to that. Um, but and if you look even more into this idea of him pretending or acting, <laughs> it is very quickly evidence that he is playing a role essentially, maybe maybe or maybe not in the vault dweller sense, but definitely in terms of where I don't know. Maybe he's trying to fit in. Um, he tries a little too hard to match mm-hmm. the local dialect and starts using words like one of my favorite words, yins. I think yins is such a funny word. Uh-huh. Basically, it's like y'all, but for Pennsylvania. <laughs> right. Um, or like hoagies and stuff. You know, he's just using words that feel, you know, local, make them feel like he might fit in, but they end up just being really jarring and weird because the. This world is so different <laughs> than the old world that I, how often are you going to start talking about hoagies, you know? Hoagies know. and grinders, hoagies and grinders, navy beans, navy beans, meatloaf sandwich. You don't know that song. No. You don't know that one. You don't know that. That's an <laughs> no. Adam Sandler classic. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they also have a chicken farm this is i literally have one bullet point for this and it says chicken farm chicken uh, farm they have approximately three to five chickens and one dead chicken uh, three to five chickens is not very many chickens because it's not with three to five chickens you're not <laughs> chopping up the chickens and eating the meat you're using them for the eggs and that's not very many eggs they gotta they gotta get on making some more chickens 
Fallout, the chickens in Fallout are also very weird uh, because they're irradiated and they aren't, they're not going to fight you. They actually, if there's any conflict, they run away. But they're featherless, so they're just these naked chickens. This is ugly. Yeah. They're so nasty looking. <laughs> and also, I don't think they're as nutritious as the original chickens were. I don't yeah. know. I did a little bit of Fallout chicken research, but I don't remember all of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, mean, I imagine anything radiated is probably not as nutritious. <laughs> but, sure. you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. So that's, I don't know. That is what I think is like the heart and soul. And I, yes, I include the chickens. The chickens are the foundation. heart and soul of foundation. The chickens yes. are the heart and soul of foundation. Would you so say that they're are, foundational the to that, foundation? Oh, yes, I would. Mm. They're definitely, yes. This is the core of, you know, foundation. You got the leaders, you got the people selling stuff, including the non-people, the protectrons. We've got the chickens, you know, you see here. All the things that make a place work. You got your food, you got your construction workers from the Capital Wasteland. You got all of it. Um, but that's not all they have. Because obviously, all. a thriving community. So we've got some other interesting people. And I actually, there's a couple more that I wanted to throw in here. Um, but when I was looking at, like, I don't know, none of them had a ton of information. And I didn't want to just, like, no, I think it's the kinds of things that are more fun to encounter in the game. So, mm -hmm. like, tease one of them, one of the ones that I might have written about, if there was more to say, was this ghoul. Um, she's a... She was an, a secret agent for China. And so she... Yeah, I don't know. You get to talk to her, but there isn't a whole lot of information there. But she lives in Foundation. Yeah, but that could open up other things in the future. Like, characters like that are wonderful... Yeah potential transitions into other story stuff um so that's i think that that's um something that's fun if you play the game you know running into mm. her <laughs> would secret be interesting agent ghoul secret yeah. agent i'm gonna just do i'm gonna sing all the songs today all of them every song that ever songed so yes. here's some interesting characters <laughs> from fallout 76's lovely foundation we have the taylors which are a little family it's a it's a mom, it's a dad, it's a kiddo, right? Your little triangle of family. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the father, his name is Derek Taylor. He was enslaved in Pittsburgh uh, by pit raiders, where he met his wife, Elsie, who was a raider, who I guess they fell in love and she released him, and they ran off into the distance, into Appalachia, where they went to Foundation and settled down. And decided to have a son, um, or they didn't decide to have a son in particular. You can't choose that. But <laughs> They're like, let's have a kid. Which what kind of kid? What flavor of kid do you want? Mm, what flavor of kid do you boy, want? Boy flavor. Yeah. Okay. Boy flavor. Scrumptious. <laughs> um. <laughs> so they have this son. His name's Davy, right? And Davy's wonderful. Um. But obviously, Davy's parents came from a pretty wild background, and they don't want the same for Davy. And so. Uh, Elsie in particular has been trying to teach Davy how to, how to shoot guns, and she's known amongst Foundation uh, to be one of their best sharpshooters, right? She has experience from being a raider. She's good at what she does. And so she's teaching her son, Davy, who's a child, how to use these terrifying weapons. <laughs> and she doesn't want him to actually have to hold on to these skills. Like, of course, it's a survival skill, and it's a necessity in the Wasteland to know how to defend yourself. But in an ideal world, 
uh, Davy wouldn't have to wake up, wake up, grow up. And whoop. I'm sorry. There's things floating around on the stream. I'm grabbing them. People put e oh. emotes on the stream and they float around. Oh, was just, like, that was a, there was a donut. I had to grab it. <laughs> sorry. You're like, what are you doing? She's only, <laughs> she only sees me through the video chat. She's not seeing me on the stream. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry. Oh, keep going. <laughs> oh, man. My brain didn't know how to handle it. <laughs> I, I see anything out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, I'm gone. <laughs> oh, there's, a pizza, there's a pizza coming at you now. Oh, no. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. <laughs> oh, alrighty. So they, she doesn't want Davy to have to grow up in a world where he will need to use these skills later. Later, later. But obviously, later. later. <laughs> but obviously, <laughs> obviously, they're essential. Um, so her ideal for her son is that he just gets to grow up in Foundation, and basically, Foundation lasts forever, and they don't get attacked too badly ever. And he can just thrive there. Because that's what happens Which, in Fallout. So yeah, good luck. Good luck, yeah. Davy. <laughs> good luck, Davy. It's like that show Good Luck Charlie. The little kid. Did Charlie bite your finger? Charlie bit my finger. No. Charlie bit my Not finger. That one. Although, if you guys haven't seen that video recently, because obviously it's like over a decade ago now, <laughs> uh, you should go watch it. It's a good time. Mm -hmm. That one and uh, David after the dentist. <laughs> the classics. You should, yeah, you All should go classics. dive back into those. Big recommendation to literally everyone watching. Go mm -hmm. dip your toes in. Yeah, dip those um, toes. Dip those toes. <laughs> so, next up on our list, we have Jen. She does not have a last name or a title. She's just Jen. Just Jen. Um, she is a, I don't know if she's a teenager, but she's young. She's very obviously young. Um, in the, what I've read, she's the youngest scavenger in Foundation. Um, but I don't know, I don't know what her actual age is, of course. <laughs> Uh, and she's an electrical engineer. And she's a great scavenger because her parents were also scavengers. They were skilled scavengers in the wasteland, which means that she's at least a second generation wastelander. She's been around. Uh, her family's been around. And so she learned how to do things from them. But her parents actually have a way more interesting backstory than just that. And that seems to be a theme here. We have lots of parents that were doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And then their kids that they were just like, here's foundation, be safe. <laughs> it makes Which sense though like these nice. are first generation yeah. wastelanders these are these are people these are parents who probably either lived in or knew enough about the way the world was before the war that they they dealt with you know a few decades of terribleness and uh, are now going okay i don't want my kids to have to deal with this let's create a better world for them totally makes sense yeah so i mean yeah of course it makes sense um and it definitely seems like a it's it's a pretty good place for them to end up, given their background and possibly what could have happened by uh, the various crazies out in the wasteland. And what was their background? But I don't think you said their it. Their background is oh yeah, this is all leading up. So they were also Chinese spies, just Chinese like the, spies. the old lady communists and communist spies, and <laughs> they um, lived in China uh, up until they were sent to America to do their their spy stuff. They were. Star-crossed lovers that fell in love on the job, basically, um, which is fun and romantic. And then they had Jen, and Jen was born in America, and her parents did not try to indoctrinate her into any Chinese culture because when would she go back? Yeah, the, the world, the is, world is now different, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so she's grown up as an American, um, or at least you know, what American in the sense of 
whatever amalgamation of America we have left. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's it's an interesting thing, and I don't think her parents live in Foundation because I couldn't. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't I just, t- just note here. I I have done the Raider side of things like twice now. I haven't done all of the Foundation side of things yet. Oh, gotcha. So I don't know for sure if we do come across them or not. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know of her parents other than that they existed (laughs) Mm -hmm. so who who knows what happened to them i guess um so yeah and then we get into my two favorite residents of foundation Uh i left these at the end they're a little treat little cherry on top because you guys know i like them cherries on top we got private lucky (laughs) who is a dog uh a good boy if you will a good boy. and a good boy he is the last surviving of the u.s army canines Aww. he used to work alongside two other dogs named angel and odysseus for the united states armed forces uh they're dead now but he survived very exciting sweet sweet private lucky do you think his uh, name is lucky because he's the one who survived or his name was always lucky that's a really good question I wonder. I wonder yeah, I if he know. just like fulfilled his destiny, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel bad for Angel and Odysseus. So, oh no, maybe Angel Angel went to heaven and destiny. Odysseus <laughs> is lost on a journey across the sea. Life's rough. So <laughs> Private Lucky has a, a cool little trick. He's been conditioned in an interesting way by uh, the sergeants that were in charge of him to basically hear the click of a nuka-cola cap as a uh, positive reinforcement mm-hmm. and so now when he hears nuka-cola caps which are everywhere their currency he gets happy <laughs> so, <laughs> so good. he's constantly surrounded by by happy stimuli basically which is awesome which raises the question here we we can do what is this classical conditioning i believe is yeah he, is the actual yeah. psychological term um and humans we this works for us too. Humans can be classically conditioned and you can do it on purpose. Yeah. You can actually do it to oh, yourself. I actually have a really great story about this. Yeah, you can do it to yourself. So knowing all of that, why don't we do that more often? Why don't we why don't we spend more time classically conditioning ourselves to things that we do every day? Like every time you I don't know, put on your shoes, all of a sudden you're just like Oh, the world is so much better, you know, like our you know, just like regular things. Every time you go to the bathroom, you're just like Oh, I'm relieved and everything's looking up all of a sudden. <laughs> just like in order know. to do it, you would have to give yourself some sort of something nice or some sort of reinforcement. Like you, you yeah. Tie your, yeah, you tie your laces, you eat a gummy bear, you know, like that right. sort of thing. Right. Um, which I don't I don't know how well that works. Um, but also if you start doing that and promoting that, then there's like an ethical problem where it's like, do we start conditioning our kids in that way? And like it's not necessarily a bad thing. We do it thing, accidentally. It we do right, it accidentally. We do it accidentally all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we do it to animals too all the time, uh, in intended ways, right? To train them and totally unintended ways. I've definitely conditioned my cats to kiss me. And that was not something they did on their own. <laughs> like I've That's weird. trained them to come up and kiss me. Yeah. They come up, they listen, sushi will come up to you. <laughs> She'll put her little forehead right in front of your mouth and wait. She will just wait there until you smooch her forehead and then she'll lick you on the nose three times and walk away. There you pretty go. Cute. That's pretty cute. Also, my conditioning story. I had 
a crazy AP psychology teacher in high school, which I'm pretty sure all AP psychology teachers are crazy. Um, but he, he was, a nut. He was the kind of guy, <laughs> he was the kind of guy who would like, would, as a joke, as a fun little prank, he would grab your backpack and throw it out the window. Mm-hmm. Or like flip your desk over. Or like when he was passing out textbooks, he threw them at students instead of passing them. He threw them across the room and you just had to catch them. Mm-hmm. This, this is a f- fun man. Um, and he was the psychology pr- teacher. And so he did psychology things. And when we were going through like Pavlov and like conditioning and all that stuff, there was a girl in the class that was chronically late. And every time she'd walk in late, he would bang a hammer on his desk and then click a clicker. Mm-hmm. Right? And it got to the point where she would walk into the classroom and walk in and he wouldn't even have the hammer anymore. And like he stopped completely. It was like a month went by. Uh-huh. And then one day she walked in and he clicked to the clicker and she jumped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She winced because it's she's crazy. expecting it. Yeah. 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 Which is just bananas that you could do that. But also that my high school teacher did it to another classmate of mine. <laughs> it's so weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's ethically valid or not but thank you i don't even remember his name i have no idea what his name was <laughs> that's okay that's okay <laughs> but that's awesome that's so awesome how lucky now. that's that's yeah. cool yeah our dogs our yeah. dogs um have been uh rewarded when they come in from outdoors uh with treats uh and it's not every time but it's enough times that they they run in and they run into the kitchen and then they look at us like we're getting we're getting treats we're, we're good we're good boy we're a good boy we're a good girl you know like we're good give us treats and then we're like sometimes i'm just like not today guys <laughs> like you just you just got some no more um but yeah they they now want it every You're, time yeah they're also trained to, like that too now. to know the sound of what we call the big blue or the big brown dog which is either the amazon or the, the ups truck that comes by the front of the house and they can hear it coming down the road and then they just start barking because they think someone's going to come to the door um but we we pretend that they're excited that their their big dog friend is here that's what we call it. Yep. Like anyway, it. <laughs> anyway, let's let's move on. We got one more. Right. One more. We got to discuss? one more. One more little baby to discuss. This is good old Tutti Fruity, who's a little cat. I think it's a little ginger cat. It's like striped. Um, she's a cutie pie. Her owner's name is Penelope, and Penelope's favorite ice cream flavor is Tutti Fruity. And so, of course, you gotta name your pet after your favorite foods, like mm-hmm. I did with noodle and sushi. You just gotta. You gotta give in. Mm, I thought your favorite food was cake. This is true, but I don't have an animal named Cake. Good. I could. Sounds like you need another cat. I bet that one's gonna be a chonker. Oh, I already have a chonker. That one's gonna be got, even chonker. Ooh, I don't know if I can get more chonky than Noodle. I can. Pretty chonky. I can get even chonky. It's true. <laughs> All right, so that's everybody that we're gonna discuss uh, at Foundation so far, right? Yes, she's nodding. She's nodding on a podcast. I I said yes, and it didn't trigger the, <laughs> <Okay>. the voice. <laughs> um, cool. Um, so, all right. Well, that's foundation. As far as we're going to go with it, um, I need to finish up the quest line with that. So I think I might do that with my mechanist character. And this was revealed this last week um, that uh, or at least on the episode from last week, if you haven't listened to it yet from the patron episode at the I, end, it's me. I'm the mechanist that Lainey is the Big mechanist. Reveal. No, 
I am, you, I am the mechanist. So if anybody, Fenwan <laughs> uh, chat, mechanist. Uh, if anybody <laughs> doesn't know, that was me. And it was a lot of fun uh, doing that. And the community responded very well. Um, some people were very skeptical and just like, uh, I got this like uh, vibe from them. But a lot of people were like, no, this is fun. And they joined me with the rap battles and, you know, the fun streams and all sorts of stuff. So, um, so it was, it was super fun. So thank you everybody for, for doing that. I will be using the mechanist character on my live streams, um, here on the robots radio channel on occasion. So sometimes if we're doing like fun competitions or stuff, I will use the mechanist character for those, uh, in order to create like fun content for live streams, but then also for videos. Um, also there's a reward. One of the stream loots packs or cards that you can get in the packs is that the mechanist takes over the stream. This you can't do it during a podcast, obviously, but you can use it during uh gameplay. And, uh, Beelzebub, you used a giveaway, a card pack yesterday that last night on my stream that I forgot to give out. So I'm going to, I'll do that toward the end of the stream. I need to remember how to do that. Um, but we're going to do that. And then also what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, um, now with the new schedules for all the shows, this show is now at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Every day during the week, I've been playing games in the afternoon at 3.30. So after this show is done, stay, stick around, guys, because I'm going to play some games. Usually um, my son Oliver will jump in and he'll play games with me and we'll do some gaming in the afternoons. So this is a great opportunity for me to be able to hang out with you guys in the community. Um, if you're playing the same games we are, you're welcome to jump in with us. On occasion when it makes sense and um also you know it's during the during this the work day so if you're working and lurking come by and hang out and if you're somebody who goes to school and you're off school in the afternoons then that might work out for you to be able to watch as well so lots of fun stuff uh laney's gonna be playing games with us on occasion I, ju I just got her a copy of sea of thieves so she can jump in with us for that but we can play some fallout we can play all sorts of stuff and then i've also been streaming in the evenings when i can so i'm trying to do a lot more interactive be with the community, do stuff, live stuff. So yeah. And hunt showdown, been playing some hunt showdown. Um, so I, I super, super hope that you guys come and join us. Um, I'm also going to be using the hashtag robots radio fam. So if you're part of this community of podcasts and now streamers, there's a number of people in our community that are streamers and podcasters and content creators. Everybody's getting very creative. Let's keep this group. Let's keep this going and let's be social. Come by and, and say hi to me. I want to hang out with you guys more. I need to make a point to, to be more social. So come help me out with that. All right, let's move on to the middle of the show because we have patrons to thank and reviews to read. And then we've got some Fault 76 news at the end. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right. Welcome to the middle of the show. This is the part where we get to thank our patrons. Thank you to all of our patrons from this last month who have supported the show who have joined us for the live episode at the end of the month. We had such a good time uh, last week talking about all sorts of things. We went extra long. It was so good. Um, also, we have uh, Zemnis, or Zemnis Nightwolf who upgraded to a tier five patron last month. And then we also have a new patron, Pillowy Giant, who signed up. So thank you to both of you guys for signing up last month. It was a little bit of a slow month, but that's OK. We're we're in that almost constantly at $500 a month range. I'm trying to stay above it for a few months so I can go get my tattoo. So let's get that back up. It's kind of dropped down below that again. Let's get it back up there. One of these days I'll be able to get my vaccine and then I'll feel safe getting a tattoo. You guys can help me figure that out. It's going to be awesome. Also, and I love this. I love doing this. 
we get to read out some of the reviews from that came in last month. Um, the second one is uh, particularly interesting. Uh, I told Lainey about this a little bit, but uh, I'm going to read through it. So the first one says, best podcast ever, five stars. I found this in January and have been listening daily. Tom or Robots is a great guy. Well, thank you. Who is very interactive on his streams on Twitch, Robots Radio. And this podcast is good for anyone new to Fallout and Fallout veterans. I've loved Fallout before, uh, forever. And this taught me things I never knew from Mashot. 2277 in the United States. Well, thank you, Mashot. And then we have a another one, and I don't know when this originally came in because there's an edit to it, and sometimes that makes them re-show up as if they're new. But I believe that this was on the same date, on the 11th last month, from Jules on Mars in Germany. Hello to our German friends. An amazing podcast for seldom players. And this is the edit. Edit. As an 18-year-old female, I love having Lainey. God, I hope I spelled that right. As a regular on the show, we don't usually get to see a lot of young women representing us female Fallout fans. Keep up the awesome work. You guys are truly special. And then I, I see here where the original um, review was in. I'm not going to read through all of that because I, I already did that in the past. So um, thank you so much, Jules, for adding that in. We're getting some Laney appreciation. There we go. That's awesome. So thank you to everybody who signed up and everybody who reviews the show. You guys are amazing. And um, it really does help us not only the the financial support to keep doing this, but even just reviews and telling your friends and those kinds of things. It really does help us keep doing this. So thank you to everybody. All right, let's move on. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. So... Being that we can do these shows on Thursdays now means that we get inside the vault updates that we can talk about in a timely fashion for Fallout 76. So this is very cool. We have a few different updates today, including uh, an update on the public test servers, the Caps of Plenty weekend and community activities in March. So let's just dig into this. Now, we've been waiting for the PTS to open up to give us the ability to try these special loadouts, the camp slots, uh, and the new daily ops expansions for this next patch. And the news here is that we're getting close, but they're not quite ready to do it yet. They're not quite ready to open up the PTS yet. It looks like they're still trying to tweak some things in the patches, which is good news. It's going to take a little bit longer. That's a bummer, but it's good news because the team is learning that they need to make sure that these things are really ready to go and ready to test before rolling out. And then especially before putting out live for the main version of the game, right? So it looks like they'll be planning to reopen the PTS in mid-March. It's the fourth today, so that could mean maybe sometime in the next two weeks. And then we'll get to test this out. So hopefully by the end of the month, we'll get the updates that include the special loadouts, the camp slots and the new daily ops expansions, which are all very exciting things. I'm, I'm looking forward to each of these things. Um, and that also might make me use my camp more often to build more because I just don't build that much. But if I knew I could just build different things and swap them out, that would be I, I'd have less stress about committing to just one thing, you know. So what do you think about this, Lainey? I totally agree. I love building things in all games. That's one of my favorite things to do in video games is to build things and design things. And I have the same issue where it is really hard for me to commit to it looking a certain way. And then if I make it like that, I'm never going to want to change it, right? Because you use all those resources and this and that and, you know. So 
I don't know. I like it. I think that it'll be good. I think that I've been looking for motivation to really jump into making my camp look beautiful Mm -hmm. because I see so many gorgeous ones all the time and I'm so inspired, but I do not have the skill myself um, or just the resources in the game, you know, and I don't just want to farm them over and over. So. Yeah. Yeah. So this is coming, this is coming very soon to the PTS. We'll be able to test it out. Anybody who has a copy of Fallout 76 on PC will be able to try out these updates you just have to download the pts version onto your pc it takes now double the space but you'll be able to try this stuff out um so a lot a lot coming and the reason why this is delayed has to do a lot with most of the team being down in austin texas and all the weather stuff that happened and um and a similar note we did the fall for hope drive the last few weeks and that concluded last weekend and over sixteen thousand last time i looked was raised to help people in Texas due to all sorts of issues they were going through. So that was super, super awesome. Um, yeah, thank, you. So awesome. thank you again to everybody who contributed all of the content creators out there who streamed and created content and helped raise money. And then also, especially to Ken from the Chad fault 76 show for coordinating this, this has been his, his baby and amazing stuff. So thank you to all of, all of you guys. So currently uh, starting today, and going through the weekend, we have Caps Plenty. And what is Caps Plenty? Well, here, I'll just read it out from the article. It says, calling all wasteland scavengers. If your bags are getting heavy, but your pockets are feeling a little light, then you may want to stop by your local vendor to top up your cap supply during our Caps Plenty event. Starting today, you can visit vendors throughout Appalachia to get up to 2,800 caps per day by selling them your unwanted gear. And here are the full dates listed. So this is four days. Starts today, goes through the eighth. And make sure to use this. If you have a, a stash that's just loaded down with stuff, and mine gets loaded down with all sorts of garbage I throw in there, extra grenades. I think I've got like 200 stim packs or something. Like you don't need 200 stim packs. Like sell 80% of those, get rid of them. You know, all the extra rat away. Like get rid of that stuff. Cash in on on the caps. Use use this event to your to your advantage and then the last thing we have is a list of community activities for march there's a lot of fun stuff going on guys if you are creative and using fallout 76 to create things plug into this get involved because they want to be involved with the community and having talked with the devs and the marketing people in bethesda they they love the community out here those of us out here doing stuff even if you're not doing a podcast you're streaming if you're taking screenshots if you are creating cool camps doing stuff in game. There are ways for you to plug in. So check this out. Community spotlight, whether you're a cosplayer, artist, photographer, in-game fight club owner, or anything else, the Fallout 76 community is brimming with players who contribute in their own unique ways. Each month, we highlight a community member who is doing something awesome by interviewing them. In this month's community spotlight article, we're featuring podcast host, mod, camp builder, and live streamer, Jessica Starr. So congratulations, Jessica Starr. She's an awesome member of the community. She does some really, really cool stuff and has an awesome podcast. And as the mechanist, I got to guest on her show recently. We need to have her come uh, join us, Lainey, for one of our episodes. That would be really cool. Yeah, Jess, reach out to us. Let us know if, what, what you want to talk about. We'll bring you on. Um, I'll have to I'll send her a note. Uh, catch it on fallout.com tomorrow, March 5th. So go check out that article coming up tomorrow around Appalachia. Fancy yourself a photo mode expert? Share your best snapshots with us and you might get featured in our next Around Appalachia article on fallout.com. This season's theme is winter silhouettes. 
and we're excited to see what you come up with. Be sure to submit your photos for consideration. There's a link there on the on the page. Um, and this is the article on the Bethesda.net site, so you can just easily get there, Bethesda.net. So I, I think this is really cool, the idea of winter silhouettes. I've seen some of these sh- like going around on social media. Some of you guys are are great. Like those of you who have an artistic eye and can really frame a shot can do some really cool stuff in with the in-game uh, graphics. So very cool stuff. Then we have camp creations. We challenge builders to construct creative new camps around a different theme every month and then share them with the community. This is going to be so much easier next month after the patch comes out too. Like around Appalachia, we select a few of our favorites and then feature them on fallout.com. Last month's theme was Raiders, and you can read the article here. The next theme is Settlers, and you can submit your Appalachian abodes here. Timely for our episode today. So go check those out. Some really cool Raider camps from last month. And then weekly streams. Come chat with us. Tune in to twitch.tv slash Bethesda every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. And they've been doing this regularly. In fact, Ken, who I mentioned earlier, got to join them uh to universal got to join them recently um maybe they'll reach out to me or the mechanist one of these days that would be awesome uh or laney maybe you'll get to do this but they've been reaching out to different people who are known content creators in the community to join them on some of these streams so go check them out every wednesday that's what's going on in fallout 76 so much good stuff and the other thing i wanted to mention before this before the show is over is that there is rumor that there is a microsoft event coming this month later this month maybe on like the 23rd ish some that time frame and as we know microsoft is in the process of purchasing bethesda and they might be having an event which means we might be getting an update for things that will be happening in and around the games that microsoft will be involved with for the rest of the year if that happens then there's a few things that cross my mind. One, we might finally get an update on what else to expect for Fallout 76 for the rest of the year, including the thing that's coming after this big Steel Dawn update. Like what else is happening with the Brotherhood? Where are we going next? Or who's coming into Appalachian X? What's going to happen with that? Which would be really cool to find out within just a few weeks. Also, does that mean that we're going to get a Starfield release date announcement? Potentially, and I have some thoughts around that being that E3 has been canceled and and some of that stuff. So there is a video up on the Robots Radio YouTube channel if you want to go check out my thoughts and reasoning as to why I think that could be a likely thing. There's a few different things involved with that. So if you're interested to see my reasoning, go check that out. So you just just Google YouTube Robots Radio if you're not already a subscriber and check that out. Lainey, that's pretty much all the news for this week. You got anything else going on before we head out? Nothing special that I haven't already talked about a million times. Let's it's kind of funny, you know, it's a weird week because we just did the patron episode. Is That's what it feels like to me. You know, I'm like, what have I done in the last like four days? Yeah, yeah <laughs> we had we a noteworthy. We had a late, a late episode to do. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, cool. Have you been streaming anymore? Yeah, I streamed yesterday. I did some Valheim. I've been playing um, both by myself and with my my roommates. <laughs> um, so it's been fun. So I've been jumping into that. I've actually been doing a lot of more fantasy-themed games recently, yeah. um, which is fun. That is fun. Well, cool. Yeah, I've been streaming a lot, and um, hopefully you can get some Sea of Thieves downloaded, and you can join, yeah. join us on there. We've been, we've been the No Pants Pirates. That's our our crew. We're the no pants pirates. We don't wear pants, thus the name. 
And we've been finding a bunch of skellies and finding treasure. It's pretty awesome. It's good times. Um, so we'll be doing that after the stream. I'm going to, uh, when we wrap up the show, I'm going to put the little be back soon thing up and you guys can just hang out. And in, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes or so, we'll kick off the next stream. So I, I'm not going to close the stream and reopen it. We'll just kind of go away and then come back when it's time to, to play some games. Um, so stay tuned for that. And uh, I think that's it. I've kind of talked about some of the other stuff we've got going on. The Robots Radio Rocket Club is always available if you are interested in launching a podcast and you want some help with that. There's all sorts of stuff we can do to help you out there. There are a lot of Fallout shows that are joining that. So go log into our Discord and just look down the show list for the Robots Radio Rocket Club shows. Some really, really good shows for Fallout fans. Um and I think that's it. That's all we got going for today. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Thank you, Chad, for being here. And we will be back next week on at the same time, same place. Later today, we will also have the Elder Scrolls Lorecast and the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast starting tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. Thursdays are so busy with shows. Otherwise, stay tuned. I'll be back in a little bit with some gameplay. So I'll see you guys in a little while. Have a good one. See you guys later. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.